0: Welcome, everybody. Two days from the midterms. It's Draft Politics. I'm EJ,
1: and with me as always... It's Steve. Uh, yeah, we're here at uh, Ravinia Brewery today, yeah. which is a, a new stop for our podcast. It is. This is our first time here,
0: which is rare. It's been a while since we've found a new place, I guess. Um, and it's not new. Ravinia's been here for a while. They've got two different uh, two different places, obviously. One up by Ravinia, uh, and this one down here on Diversity, which... Um, conveniently enough, this is steps away from Maplewood Brewery uh, and really quite close to Metropolitan as well. So yeah. a nice little beer triangle down here in Avondale um, between those three breweries. You can get whatever style of beer you're looking for in yeah. uh, three completely different vibes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love the vibe here. They've got a cool outdoor
1: space that we're, we could be at, but it's a little windy yeah, but um, I thought it'd make, make it a little hard to hear us, so uh, yeah. we're staying inside, and it's lovely in here. We're we're kind of off on our own, so we don't bug too many people with our political rantings, so it's exactly. all good. Now, maybe, though, if people had trouble hearing us, that would be better for them. That's, 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 yes, that's yes. fair.
0: So, yeah, it's a beautiful place to be. It's got a kind of old-school vibe. They do trivia here. Uh, on Tuesdays, we'll talk more about them in the beer segment, but yes. it's just a great place to be uh, not super crowded right now, which is nice. All right,
1: Hi. so we've talked a little bit about where we are. Uh,
0: how's your blue check coming
1: yeah uh, so your- <laughs> so since our last podcast, uh, Twitter has been turned into a bit of a shit show. Um, the highlight of which, of course, if you as you probably know, is you know elon bought uh, bought Twitter the best parties is offering blue checks for eight dollars which can then you know you can put whatever name you want on there they're no longer validating your identity so uh if you want to be elon musk you can be elon musk
0: yeah i think valerie bertinelli changed her name to elon musk yeah and was retweeting every democratic candidate's tweets and
1: so it just said yeah yeah i feel like it's like it's like Sort of a n- weird new version of, like, I am Spartacus. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Elon Musk. I am Elon Musk. It is
0: It really astounding. And the the other funny thing is, to just show you how much planning he's put into this, the whole thing. So they lay off half the staff. Um, on the way out, somebody suspended his account, which I really appreciated. Yeah. they're <laughs> just walking out the door. <laughs> um, then they've immediately started calling people because they realized that they didn't have any plan for how to lay those people off there was some rumors that they stack ranked all of the people by number of lines of code checked into the which github which
1: okay i i know i'm a nerd but but that is like the stupidest way to decide okay this is getting really annoying hang on i gotta i gotta figure out something else here
0: Stack ranking developers by number of lines of code, I think you were about to say, is the dumbest idea. (laughs) It's
1: the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Uh, As somebody who writes code uh, or has written code for a living, I don't do that quite as much anymore. Um, uh, Your productivity is not a measure of how many lines of code you can write. Because you can write really bad, really verbose code. Yeah, And a lot of times developers will actually intentionally write obnoxiously verbose code just to, like, fill space to have code coverage uh, measures changed and things like that. So yeah. um, So if you want to get your worst developers, I'm not going to say you're going to get your worst developers filtering that way, but you're definitely going to get rid of your best developers filtering Yeah, that way.
0: you're going to certainly the more elegant ones. Yeah, and, um, like, the
1: more complex, hard-to-do things don't necessarily require a lot of code, but they do require a lot of time. Yes, so. that's
0: true. It's true. And then he was like, oh, we're going to sell these blue checks for $20 a month. And Stephen King's like, ah, I'm not going to pay that. And he's like, how about $8 a month? Really, really uh, thinking things through here. Uh, meanwhile, Tesla stock is down 35%. Yeah. So
1: Also, uh, the feds are investigating Twitter because uh, it's unclear about what the investment connections are of several, th- uh, like, like, there's like a Saudi, you know, uh, wealth fund that's, one of the backers of the purchase of Twitter, like, what do they have access to? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, So there's a lot of questionable things going on here. I have never been very heavily on Twitter, to be honest, so mm. I have no particular investment in it, uh, and I kind of want to just watch it burn. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, me too. But, I, you know, I've actually un- I actually uninstalled the app from my phone just to sort of get me out of the habit of touching it, because I'm like, I don't really see any value of being on there at this point.
0: New, no. new, no, new. No. Well, I mean... Uh, schadenfreude. We're all for that.
1: Right, but I'll get that Schadenfreude on Facebook. So I don't yeah, that's,
0: to, tr- that's also true. You know,
1: I, I, you know if I'm going to have my uh, my social media run by a lunatic uh, guy, I want to make sure he built it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I prefer one without legs in the metaverse. So right? there you go. There you go. Um, so really the big thing this week, obviously, is the midterms. Yes. So we're two days oh, away.
1: Oh, were those coming up. Yeah.
0: Yes. And so if... If you didn't realize that, but just for having this, what I would call, you know, growing fear or existential dread, uh, it's not from the thousands of Medicare and Camp Lejeune spam emails that you've been getting in your Gmail. It's, it's the upcoming, upcoming midterms. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How is your existential dread?
1: Um. Actually, it's doing fine, because I just sort of assume we're doomed, and I'm just not really that worried about it at this point. It's just really measuring how much we are doomed. Because, you know, I feel like the House is probably gone. Uh, the Senate is in flux. I don't know which direction it's going to go. We're certainly not going to get winning two seats like we had hoped. And even if we did, it wouldn't matter for losing the House anyhow. So... Ah, uh, yeah, my optimism not, not really there. Not, not really there. Okay, well. Um,
0: how about you? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, you know how much I love polls, right? And I, I love do. to get into the numbers, and I like to get behind them. I totally disconnected myself from the polls over the last uh, three weeks or so. Um, and it, it, I realized that it was becoming almost like, you know, porn, and that yeah. you're opening it up to feel shocked. Not that everybody does that with porn, but like, like <laughs> I, I was not opening. You <laughs> just it up. learned a lot more about EJ. Yeah, than we I really was not opening <laughs> opening up the polls. I wasn't looking into the polls to learn things to get insight. I was uh, clicking the links, sort of half squinting my eyes, half averting them. You know, yeah. not knowing what I was going to see, um, and realized that uh, yeah. I can't do anything about the polls. I can do things about. You know, making phone calls and sending texts and uh, writing letters and doing things to, to help specific, uh, specific races and specific candidates. Uh, and that's a better use of my time than yeah. uh, being afraid of the polls.
1: I think part of, part of my struggle is I don't really believe that works at this point. And, I, and, I, and it's something that I struggle with is, like, I think, like, the politics that we have is built over the course of years, that it's mm. not about any one race, any text, any email sent. I think most of that stuff gets filtered out at this point. I certainly try very hard to cut it from, from my inbox. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think, like, the the dynamics that are, that are establishing what's going to happen to this election have very little to do with any of that. It's about the economy. It's about perceptions of crime. It's about, you know years upon years of effort spent to put fear into the hearts of people you yeah. know when they're going out to vote and so i i'm i you know so like i feel like that a lot of our like i think it would be easier for me if i felt like oh, well, if i can just do some text and i can make a change i would put my sort of resources there but i'm really struggling to get to that right now i see
0: well, you know, I think most of the work that I'm going to do is not about persuasion. It's about GOTV. Yeah. Right? So that's getting, you know, getting people who we believe are going to be reliably voting the way we would prefer them to, to actually go out and vote. And what's interesting, actually, is I got I to gotta get out the vote call from somebody in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> thinking that I was in Michigan and going to vote there, which I, I found interesting. Um, and I was, you know, I. I had a conversation with them um, for two reasons. One, because I wanted to encourage their work because I appreciated it. But also I found myself encouraged hearing somebody, you know, who was just working their butt off to, to call people they don't know to try yeah. to get them to make sure that they vote. So um, yeah. this is part of that effort. So uh, as long as I can bribe you into getting this podcast up quickly and somebody listens to it, this is another reminder to get out and vote. Unless you're all of our Norwegian voters. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, We've sent you your absentee ballots already. Right. You should be sending them back. Totally. They're they're part of those illegal
1: immigrant votes that are driving this election. Go go team. Go team socialism. Uh, Yeah. So one of the things I I will say that has me a little bit alarmed is that uh, we had uh, Obama and Biden in Illinois visiting. Uh, which seems like not really a battleground state last yeah. time I checked. And, uh, and apparently there was some stumping there for, for Underwood. Yep. And that's not really a good sign about this election if they feel like they need to come in and be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I was,
0: I was shocked. I was shocked by that. And I thought, well, maybe it's just also general, you know, raised enthusiasm in Illinois because we've got Supreme Court justices that need to get... Um, you know, Supreme Court justices that, that we need to keep on there. Um, we've got two amendments in Illinois that are up. Yep. Uh, so the yeah, there's a
1: really good one on, uh, you know, in, in basically preventing uh, right to, quote unquote, right to yeah. work laws, but basically uh, anti-labor uh, legislation. It would give them the full right to do, uh, you know, to, to collectively bargain. Uh, the advertising against it is obnoxious. It's all framing it as your, 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 ta- your taxes are going to go up if you pass this amendment. Of course, it has nothing to do with no. that. Now, it just codifies unionization in,
0: yes. in the Constitution, which yep. I think is great. Yeah. Which I think is, is absolutely, absolutely great. Um, have you voted yet? I have. Great. Did you vote absentee? No, By mail? I don't.
1: Know, I wouldn't.
0: You just, actually wouldn't. Yeah,
1: I like. I like going in there using the touchscreen. You know, waiting mm-hmm. to see if it's been hacked. You know. Yeah, exactly. Hacking the. Touch but screen. you know, just just real quick, I joke about that. But I will say, like, the system they have here has always been pretty good in that it is a it is an electronic system, but with a paper trail attached yeah. to it. So, like, you go to this computer, you click the boxes, but the output of it is a printed piece of paper that you can read. And is and then you get scanned into a box
0: so yeah and and of course I was feeling very cynical about that and I was like looking at it and I'm going, oh, okay well yeah I get this piece of paper and it's got a QR code on it I'm like well I assume that QR code should I scan the QR code and see what it actually says oh, like, uh, did you, I didn't, did you? I didn't do it I thought about it because it's illegal I think to take a picture of your ballot
1: I doubt that I don't know
0: um, opportunity missed. Yeah, opportunity missed. But anyway, um, I voted as well. Uh, Pretty easy vote. Um, I will say, again, if you're in Chicago or Cook County, um, you're going to have the list of 1,000 judges, um, and you're voting to retain or not those judges. Um,
1: Well, yeah, you're voting to, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't know if you have a strategy around that.
1: Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, I go to voteforjudges.org. Uh, and what they do is they compile a list of the recommendations amongst like eight different bar associations with mm-hmm. different uh, you know philosophies and kind of how they're grouped together. Um, so they are starting with being you know legal experts and making their judgments from there. And the way it works is basically it's very simple. It's all color coded. If all of them agree, you get a green. If it, if any of them disagree, you get a red, and you can then you can go look and say, well, which ones disagreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this election, there were three judges that were some disagreement on, uh, which so I voted no to retain those judges. Um, but, you know, you, but it's very easy to make a quick, you know, yeah. I went in, like, people feel like it's onerous to do all those judges, but it's like I was able to get in, get my ballot done in, you know, just like a couple minutes because it was a Democrat, 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 blah, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. and then, you know, I knew what judges to hit pretty easily, and it was no big deal. Yeah. And so for me,
0: I look there, but I look at a few other places, and essentially, if anybody says no to a judge, I vote no, yeah, on them, because it's really hard to not retain a judge. Yeah, and and,
1: and honestly, if you're feeling super lazy, just just say no to everything. Yeah, because if you say no to all of them, you're you're leaning towards the people who are trying to get removed, and in most cases, they don't get removed. So
0: yeah, that's true. You so. could just.
1: Um, you know, if everybody, nihilist that, I voting at some point, it would be problematic. But I don't think it's a it's a common enough problem that we need to worry about. Well,
0: if if that many people take our advice uh, and vote no on everybody, then uh, we're available to hire uh, in the next next election.
1: There you go. So there it is. So you may notice during the course of this uh, podcast the audio levels being a little bit wonky. Uh, turns out I'm having a little bit of a microphone issue. Is that it doesn't want to stay in position, and I know how to fix it, but I do not possess the tools to do that with me at the moment. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I said, like I'm like w- visibly watching my microphone slightly like, yeah. creep to point in the wrong direction as we talk. So uh, just keep that in mind if you see have some weird issues. Uh, bear with us. Uh, not I'll try to correct for it. Not but
0: fault. We'll fix it by the next the next round. We'll
1: fix it by the time we have the next. Uh, you know, once we've figured out what happened with our democracy. Yeah. So.
0: So I've got to say the races that I'm really kind of thinking about a lot. um, Pennsylvania Senate, Pennsylvania governor. um, Yeah. You know, the Pennsylvania governor is one I've been since (laughs) since before the primaries I've been worried about. um, Because the Pennsylvania governor has the ability to appoint the secretary of state. It's not an elected position. And Mastriano, who's the Republican candidate, is... Uh,
1: insane, so yes, um, he has established very clearly that he would have overthrown the election uh, last time. Uh, we can trust that he would be a you know depending on what happens, we could easily see an election where Pennsylvania goes to Biden assuming that he 's running again, and the governor simply just says overthrows no. the results and yeah. then and then we 're actually left in sort of a weird limbo state because. Well, what is actually we like? We know what the we know what the voters chose, right? But yeah, it's yeah. so it could get very. This is this is the thing is like the, things can get very ugly in the next election based on what happens Tuesday. Yes, I
0: hundred hundred um, percent. So I'm, I'm thinking what was about, that about existential. Drug? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 terrifying. Um, I'm worried about that one. I'm uh, you know. I went from having some hope uh for the Ohio Senate race. Um and maybe I still do. I, but but I've kind of given up on that one cuz I'm I'm worried about Lexalt in uh New Mexico. Uh I mean it also looks like Arizona is in play like both governor and and senate. And that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean Blake Masters is he he's almost more reasonable than others, but he's still still super far right. Yeah. And Carrie Lake is just she's insane. Yeah. And those those appear to be within margins of of error, right? Well, in and polling errors,
1: and, and that's and and what you see in in the Republican messaging is is hammering on crime, and uh, you know, and basically just you know the standard fear tactics. But with, and and what's frustrating is you've got. It's not like any of the Republicans are proposing any actual solutions to any no. of the problems that are going on. No, you don't need to. But it's just that the the people who are, you know, d- Democrats are in power right now, and so they are the ones who receive the blame. You know, and, it, and it's funny, I was thinking about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I always thought it amusing that back in the olden days when we had kings running everything, yeah. like they do in England, I guess. But anyhow, uh, when, when they had kings running things, um, that they... The people would blame the king when the crops failed. Like, the king has no influence over that, right? That's it's true. just, But, you know, it's just, should hey. go on wrong, must be the king. You know, we're we in, we in the wrong in God's eyes or whatever. That's still the shit we're doing. Yeah. Like, as much as I want to think we're, like, you know. Advanced from Advanced that. species of some sort. Like, nope, nope, we still have these same dumb thoughts.
0: Of course. Of course. <laughs> that is, a funny, that is a, a funny analogy that I had not thought of before. Um, and, and maybe to some extent we are, it's, it's a little more reasonable to expect that the president can make, can influence the economy more than a king could influence the weather. Yeah. Um, but still.
1: Yeah. I will say one thing that I think that is, it has been a big mistake is not more actively addressing, uh, cost of housing. Like that is not something that's really been talked about at all at the federal yeah. level. No. And that is a huge problem for a lot of people. And that has been one of the biggest drivers of inflation. And yet it's, there was nothing Nobody done to it. address it. You know? And so I think that that's something that, you know, I think had they done something that would have been sort of demonstrably trying to improve you know, housing prices, reduce. And, and I guess this is the hard thing is like, well, what do you do? You yeah. add more housing, so you reduce housing prices. But then people who own houses are like, like hey, suffering my housing prices. Because for some reason, we decided that, you know, homes should be investments rather than places where you actually live.
0: I I mean.
1: Also, I, also, Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. They're doing that
0: themselves. They're doing it to themselves. Um, uh, look, uh, you know, we've got a little bullet point here for predictions. I think the Republicans end up with a four-seat majority in the House. and Oh, so very narrow. Okay. Yeah, I think very narrow. I actually think that. I'm 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 gonna try to be positive here. I think it's very narrow, four to six seats. Okay. Um, and I think if it's a four to six seat Republican majority, we pick up one seat in the Senate. Okay. So I think we hold serve on the ones that we've got. We pick up. We pick up Pennsylvania. Don't pick up. I. I, in some, I don't. I don't know how we're not gonna win in Wisconsin but
1: oh for senate yeah we aren't i mean john i, I I'd like to, we aren't johnson is the i know uh, yeah he's the worst but you know it's well it turns out that uh that race baiting and uh and all of that still works still works yeah i did
0: you know i did like the the tweets that were like every election in this country it's like ice cream and burning your grandmother's house down right <laughs> 50.1 yeah. to 49.9. Yeah. And sometimes burning your grandma's house down uh, works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was in Wisconsin this weekend and it was like, you know, seeing the ads there and there, they're both hilarious and sad. It's like, yeah. it's like, people actually buy into this bullshit. You know, and I don't, honestly, I think advertising has a, much less impact than people want to believe it does. But, you oh, know. They did
0: $9 billion in spending. And it's something we should come back to after the election. Yeah,
1: just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So my my predictions uh, <laughs> are far gloomier, sort of bloodbathy. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but I I I'm uh, I'm I'm going. We lose control of both the House and Senate. <laughs> anyway, so.
0: Hey, it's funny. My Hey, beer's this, empty. Hilarious, have to this get, hilarious
1: podcast with these guys yeah. drinking beer and Ooh, talking politics. Hoo, hoo. Woo, we're funny. Okay, well,
0: let's talk about something to lift <laughs> our spirits.
1: Let's <laughs> make like fun of Elon Musk some more. That was yes. good. That was fun. <laughs>
0: um, how about this week in investigating Republicans? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, right, so, uh, so here's something because I, I haven't disconnected from the news. I just disconnected from polls. I actually have gotten really into trying to pull together all of the different investigations that are going on and something that I didn't know until very recently is that there are a number of grand juries you know one for the Mar-a-Lago stuff one for uh, all of the things around January 6th and they're actually run out of the same court so there's the same presiding judge over the two of them and it's out of the DC circuit um so i I found that really I found that really interesting, um, and it looks like those the teams around those grand juries are being reshuffled. Yeah. So they're moving out prosecutors who are more investigative, and moving in more trial prosecutors, which can only tell you know the only. Reasonable inference there is that they're getting ready to, you know, they're not shutting them down. Yeah, they're getting ready to take some kind of some kind of action on it, which is, uh, you know, it shouldn't warm my heart because it's terrifying and terrible that we are having to do this. But at the same time, it warms my heart. Yeah, Um, they've got new prosecutors. They've got new testimony. Um, Cash Patel. Everybody's favorite cash outside of Johnny. Um, (laughs) And and money in your wallet. And money in your wallet. (laughs) And pretty much every other kind of cash. Really is your least favorite cash. He is my least favorite (laughs) cash. He actually is below browser (laughs) cash. Right. Uh, So he was given a bit of immunity and compelled to testify. Because he's like, well, if I testify, I could be incriminating myself and what they said is I don't know you've got to testify and we won't use any of those things to, to prosecute you and, and again things I've learned within the last you know, few weeks is that there are different kinds of immunity there Yeah, you know like who knew like you always think like ah, oh, it's immunity and so you can't be prosecuted actually the, what they said was we can't use any of this stuff to prosecute you f- for that but if we develop our own evidence someplace else Yeah. You can still be prosecuted for crimes around. Basically,
1: they're just sort of getting him out of being able to call the fifth. Like, fine, you can't incriminate yourself. Cool. We can still incriminate you other ways.
0: (laughs) But those grand juries are all secret. So we don't really know what's happening. We're only, you know, just people taking guesses, um, taking guesses about it. Um, I, I will say the other really interesting, you know, the other two places where we've got some interestingness is one, Georgia. Is still moving along. Yeah. Um, and, and I
1: still feel like Georgia is maybe one of the better sources for really Trump getting in some trouble there. But I, I, I think
0: you're right. I mean, it, I mean, there is a recording that is pretty unambiguous. Yeah. You know, um, Lindsey Graham is now going to be compelled to testify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he lost uh, an appeal to the Supreme Court to, to stay that. This, this Supreme Court, this Supreme Court. yes. Um, again, I imagine I, I, and I, I've said this before, and I think that it is, it is right because of all of the crazy bullshit in the last couple of years, people have been exposed to a lot more pieces of how the government works. Yeah, across branches. So from learning how, you know, the electoral college works in more detail, and and you know things like the the safe harbor date that I'm sure ninety five percent of Americans didn't know anything about. Yeah. Um, to things like how do appeals work, you know, and you know when when people are shopping these uh, these court cases, they're choosing circuits because the circuits go. As you move up the chain, they go to specific justices. Right. So, you know, like, oh, you want um, you want Clarence Thomas to be able to rule on this? Then you're going to go through that circuit that's in Atlanta, and it goes up, he's the first person who looks at it, yep, and then decides if he's going to rule on it or send it to the rest. So um, that's been really interesting, and I, I think Georgia, uh, we're supposed to get a report from uh uh, from Fannie Willis, um, before the new year, um, but they always said they were going to do it after the midterms,, yeah. which was understandable, I guess. Um, and then New York, like so there is you know, the Trump organization is facing criminal charges for fraud, yeah, which is interesting.
1: Well, um, and at some point, you, you have to imagine that the fraud happening, you know, in terms of the valuation and taxation of their properties yeah. in New York might be of interest to the IRS. It might be. It I might mean, be. you know. It could be. If they care about the, the value of things and the tax of the things. Uh, they, and, they do. Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, that is moving at speed. So um, they've got testimony from a lot of people. Alan Weisselberg, who was the CFO, is heading to prison here pretty soon. Yep. Um, for tax evasion himself. Uh, He's going to testify here. They've got oodles and oodles of testimony, both a combination of pleading the fifth and actual testimony from, I think, Don Jr. He seems like the one who would actually testify instead of pleading the fifth. Um, And now uh, the prosecutor there has asked for and gotten essentially a babysitter for the organization. So somebody who is going to act as the CFO of the Trump organization
1: yeah. to make
0: sure they don't move assets around right? because they're kind of fucked. Yeah. Right? So uh, that's really interesting. And they, you know, flurry of lawsuits that are mostly vexious and vexatious. We're going to say that I know what that word sure, means. That's a word. Um, but, but really... I would allow that in Scrabble. Yeah, meaning
1: nothing. (laughs) You could spell it.
0: (laughs) But that's moving very quickly. So you could see, you know, between now and the end of the year, some real shifts there. Um, And I guess the other thing that we're expecting before the end of the year is? Uh, Yes, uh, Trump
1: may be declaring for the presidency, which may be part of a strategy to try to avoid prosecution because now then he'd be running for president. It would be very early to be declaring for the running for the presidency. And if you want to win, there's a lot of good reasons to not declare early because of the way the finance rules work or whatever. But, hey, you know, if he becomes dictator for life, what, is, what do the finance rules matter?
0: Well, and I, there was reporting that said that he was thinking about announcing at a Pennsylvania rally that he was at with Mestriano and Dr. Oz yeah, you didn't see my heavy air quotes when I said doctor. <laughs> when I said doctor. Uh, and actually I and
1: I meant to bring this up before and I'm sorry that I didn't.
0: So Oprah, has, Oprah endorsed.
1: has endorsed She did not endorse Dr. Oz. She did which not. Which is both great. Thank you for chiming in yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, well after election voting has already started. Also, uh uh let's see how do I want to phrase this? Uh you for creating Doctor Oz in the yeah, first place? I know, like, like, hey, I <laughs> cool, cool I man. Let, <laughs> I let some
0: rabid deer into your house. Um, <laughs> they've been there for about six months. Uh, but can I help you get them out now?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I'm not going to apologize for letting the rabid deer into your house. Yes,
1: the yes, the the Liz Cheney school of politics. Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: I don't know why I chose deer <laughs> in that. In that instance.
1: (laughs) Sorry about creating this problem in the first place. My bad. But. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. So uh, we just re-upped our our beers. Do you want to talk about beers real quick?
0: Yeah, let's talk about beers. Let's talk about beers. Uh, So what what did you get first?
1: Uh, The first one I got was... I'm trying to remember the name. It's a sour that involves some ginger. Um, it was very good. Um, and then what I have now is an imperial cream ale. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of cream ales generally, but a barrel-aged version of it is—it's like candy in a glass, but it is very, very good candy. Oh, speaking of which, I didn't ask you. Did you get any fentanyl in your Halloween candy this year? No,
0: nor did I. I kept it all for myself. I didn't give any out. I didn't. You got the Fancy Bounce was your first one. That's a Goza with Himalayan salt and Thai ginger. Here we go. Um, And it's really good. I've had that as well. Yeah. Um, And now you've got the Sunrisa Iriza. Sure. um, The Imperial Cream Ale. That's aged in rum barrels. Yes. Aged in rum barrels.
1: Just like me. (laughs) just, just oh, I'm like me. aged by rum barrels. I was going to say that's, that's that's yeah. I was going to say some that interesting parenting <laughs> technique. There's an excellent tiki bar in Milwaukee. I'm just saying foundation. Oh, Check it I've out. I heard about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, um, I started off with a Pilsner, you know, I do think that it's always good to try a Pilsner at a brewery because it'll tell you subtlety of the way they brew. I think. Yeah. I, and, and the food truck really, really good. Uh, it's but how was the beer? Nice. The beer is great. 4.9% and I'm on to Medusa's Lagoon, which is a hazy dry-hopped IPA because that's what I do. It comes yeah. in a really nice Erlenmeyer flask looking glass. Um really tasty, just really clean. Um not as citrusy as a lot of um, as a lot of hazies are, um, but supremely drinkable. It's still about 7%, so you don't want to be that drinkable. Um, right. <laughs> but really good. And, and I'll say that everything I've had here has been really good. I really like the uh, Diversity Station, which is um, uh, more of a, a session juicy, so it's only 5%. I can't believe session is 5% now. Um, and also, and I wanted to talk about this, um, yesterday I was at the festival of barrel aged beers. Oh uh, it's good the old phobab. Phobab, t- the twentieth year Ooh. of Phobab. Of um, so I'm not typically a big heavy beer guy or the you know, stouts and porters is, and things that is like that. That's not
1: the place to be not a heavy beer guy. Yeah.
0: I mean <laughs> But I describe it this way. I like to go to concerts for bands I don't know. Right with somebody who knows the band. Because I don't want to go in with expectations. Like, I've gone to concerts of bands I liked, and I was like, I like your studio stuff a lot better. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So it was a similar kind of thing.
1: Had some amazing, amazing beers. Well, Um, and the beauty of going to a beer festival generally is you're not committed to it. Like, you've committed to obviously going to the event, but, like, any particular beer you drink, if you take a sip of it and you're like, this is hot garbage... You can get rid of it. There was one beer I had; I still remember strongly at the American Beer Classic that they do at Soldier Field, and it was um, it was smo- it was a smoked beer, and it is like easily the beer. worst thing that I have put in my mouth. It, I, it was it was so bad. Um, but yeah, so but you know that was the beauty of it. I didn't buy a whole beer; I just had this yeah. little sip, and I threw it in the
0: garbage. <laughs> just right in the garbage, and. And, I mean, you kind of have to do those things yeah. when you're at a, a, a festival where the... I mean, I don't know what the average ABV was in that place, but I will tell <laughs> if you... If
1: it's anywhere south of 10, I'll be I, surprised. Shocked, right?
0: <laughs> um, I had a really, really beautiful uh, Maplewood barrel-aged cup of cinnamon coconut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, I did not expect it to taste like the, the beautiful love child of hot chocolate like, Mexican hot chocolate, so a little bit of spice and a little bit of and... Well, and where you get, what gets
1: interesting with the barrel-aged beers is, like, you can, I mean, it's easy enough to do a beer that's going to be, like, just high-octane, just knock you over the head with alcohol and sugar, and... But, like, getting, like, something where it just has a lot of layers to it and lots of different things going on, like, that's really where the good stuff's at.
0: Yeah, and I I think my actual favorite beer of the night was uh, Oil of Aphrodite by Jackie O. Brewery, and that's a that's an Ohio brewery oh, yeah. so people came in from all over um, and I guess the other thing to say is that Ravinia did win uh, a gold medal for a aged version of their sort of flagship IPA so their flagship IPA is called Steep Ravine uh, but they have a what's called it's a, a, a Spanish sti- Cedar Steep Ravine so it's steeped in this Spanish cedar barrel, and it's delicious and fresh and piney, and, um, and it's all good. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Highly yeah. recommended. And, um, and
1: I only just noticed, so the coaster that I have that my beer has been sitting on is something I feel like I should talk about since it's clearly the crossover between our beer and our politics. There's a coaster that says, Scan here to help legalize craft beer shipping in Illinois. Get involved today. It's a, apparently a craft Illinois Craft Brewers Guild uh, thing. I'm, I'm curious. I'll, uh, I might scan that QR code and hope my yeah. phone doesn't get hacked because I did it.
0: I'm doing it right now. Well, and we know somebody on the board of the
1: Craft Brewers Guild. Okay. So we can deal with that if it's a problem. Yeah, it's just put in my contact info so they can email me.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So a little bit about international here.
1: Yeah, we should talk about. There's actually been a lot uh, in international news recently. Uh, I don't know what team nickname coming to power is. So what is that? What the hell (laughs) does that mean, AJ? (laughs) Well, um, I just meant like
0: we've got two new folks uh, in power who both have kind of fun nicknames. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. So, starting in Israel, and I I, I swear sometimes we are the Knesset podcast, right? (laughs) Um, They had to have another vote because the government fell apart because nobody had any majorities. Yeah. And guess who's coming back fresh from corruption trials? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's right Bibi Netanyahu.
1: It just amazes me, like, if you ask the average voter, like, how you feel about government and whatever, they would tell you how much they hate corruption, and it's like, they, but they'll vote for corrupt people all the time. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Well, you like, see... Like, yeah, how many people would be like, and you go back to our politics, like, how many people would be like, I hate corruption, I'm voting for Trump? Like, yeah. what the f- are you doing? Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, you see, the lizards were always in power, and so... Right. <laughs> But you could vote them out, but they were always there. I don't know. Right. Um, And then I actually thought another really interesting election was down in Brazil where Bolsonaro, who, you know, we've questioned his sanity in the past, I think, for good reason, um, actually lost the election. Uh, He did not concede. He never conceded. But Um, he also
1: didn't stop the transition of power made it explicitly clear yeah. that he was accepting the transition of power. Yes. So,
0: um, and you know, at the same time they were, you know, people blocking roads and, you know, his supporters kind of a little Let's general be clear, mayhem
1: trucker is blocking roads with trucks, like yes. large trucks blocking large amounts of traffic. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and the person who won that election is, uh, a uh, socialist. His name is uh, Lula da Silva. Yeah, Lula.
1: Lula is back. Uh, yes, and he had been he had faced uh, corruption charges. You know, and there's a lot of questions around how legitimate that was and all of that. But um, you know, so definitely a turn to the left in in Brazil's government, and we'll we'll kind of see what what plays out there. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's you know one of those moments of I feel like if you look at the politics around the world, there's been a Very sharp turn to the right in a lot of places, and and it's so it's nice to see somewhere where like maybe they're like yeah, not so much this fascism thing. Yeah, maybe not so much this
0: fascism thing. That's what we're hoping for. So
1: okay, and on that note, on that note, yeah, we're keeping it a little short today. Uh, You know, so spend this extra time uh, getting out the vote. I I assume is what you'd be doing. Yes, please. Yes, please. All right,
0: all right. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Take care. Have a beer.